Thank you for your welcome. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, I'm sorry that I caused consternation about my leaflets. Uh, it just never occurred to me that that would be a problem. Uh, but I wanted, I will be using this. On one side, it's got the Lord's Prayer in a slightly modernised version, and on the other side, the Apostles' Creed, also in a slightly modernised version. Um, and we will be using both of these in the service this morning. Um, this is the first time I think that I've ever been in this church um, since the, t the day that it was opened, and I was here as part of the presbytery uh, for the opening. Um, so my the last time that I actually took a service in this congregation was in the old building. Um, fortunately, as we were driving here, I didn't sort of head off in that direction. Um, so it's good to have a wife beside you saying, don't forget, don't forget, don't go to the old building. So that was good. Um, and there's some faces here that I know, many that I don't know. I know Brody and I know David from Presbytery meetings. Uh, and some other faces I recognise, and of course Mal and Leon. Uh, Mal used to be an elder at Peace Presbyterian Church a long, long, long time ago, um, and Elizabeth and I have been going there for about 11 years. Um, so if I want to know anything to do with times and dates, I always look to Elizabeth, uh, because she knows. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, but of course we had already known Mal and Leon before then, but uh, it was good to work together with them at Peace Presbyterian Church. And I'm sort of retired, um, uh, but um, since North Pine Church has been vacant, I've been preaching a lot there and then also helping out Brad Fletcher at Bald Hills and of course helping out at Deception Bay. Um, Deception Bay really is our home church, um, not that we've been there much in the last couple of months uh, with uh, go, taking services in other uh, churches, uh, but that's uh, normally where we have fellowship. And of course you know Robert Hergert very well because he's been your interim moderator um, after John Nicol uh, re retired as minister here. So uh, I'm sort of retired. Um, and uh, that's why I've actually aged so much. Um, people used to say to me years and years ago, um, you don't realise how busy you can become when you are retired. And I thought, <laughs> what a load of rubbish. That can't possibly be so. But it is. It is. We're, we're actually babysitting a dog for one of our daughters at present. And this dog is only a pup. And if it sees something anywhere within reach, it's got to chew it. So um, I've been going around sort of picking up paper bags that have been chewed up, uh, chocolate wrappers that have been chewed up, uh, other things that have been chewed up. Um, so, um, yeah, life is full. Anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, let's come before God in prayer. And what I'd like to do is when we conclude this prayer, to join together in the Lord's Prayer, um, which uh, you have on the slip of paper that you have there. So first of all, we'll come in prayer. I think I heard one or two stumble. I did warn you that it was a little bit different. <laughs> now, I'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 15. And you will think to yourself as we read through this, 
didn't we just use this in our prayer? And the answer is, yes, we did. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 15. And you'll notice that I'm wearing glasses to read. That's because I had cataract operations several years ago, and I can look at the moon, and I can see the mice eating the cheese on the moon. But when I want to read something, I'm in big trouble if I don't use my glasses. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 15. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And may God indeed bless this reading from his holy word. Amen. Let's just bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we turn now to study a portion of your holy scriptures, we pray, Lord, that you would give to us your Holy Spirit in great measure, that we might understand, and having understood, we might apply it to our living. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I have titled my message this morning, Our Father. And you might be thinking, well, why do we need to look at this? Because we know the Lord's Prayer. We've known the beginning of it uh, for years and years and years. We've known it for all of our lives, maybe. Well, that's precisely why we sometimes need to look at things afresh. Because things that we've known for many, many years, we become used to them. It's a little bit like your life. So, oops. Stop waving your hands around, Lindsay. It's a little bit like, um, you know, knowing your wife or your husband or your children or your parents. Um, you can take them for granted. You think, well, yeah, I know my wife. Yeah, she's, she's the old girl. She's, I know her. Um, and sometimes we need to be shaken up and say, well, no, you can't take things for granted. And it's the same with the simple opening words of the prayer. 
that Jesus taught his disciples, our Father. And that's what I want to look at this morning. The first word, of course, as you all know, is our, which is a very, very important word, because it's not my, it's our. We tend to be so self-consumed these days. So much of our advertising is based on, you buy this, you go see this concert, uh, you go to this place for a holiday, and you will feel better. It will be good for you. It will make you feel happy. So much of our world today, so much of our society, centers around me and what I want. But the Lord's Prayer does not start with my Father. It starts with our Father. And that's so very, very important because it reminds us that we belong to a group of people. We belong to a body. We belong to a body that is called the church. We are not our own. And we are united with each other by virtue of Jesus Christ, who came to this earth, as we know, who gave his life, who died on the cross, that we might become part of that group of people whom he has bought. Remember, not brought from bring, but bought from buy. They're very different. Yes, it is true that Jesus Christ has brought us to his Father, has brought us to peace, has brought us into uh, his, his family. That's true. But it is even more important for us to remember that we have been bought. We are not our own. And a great price has been given for us. We often say that salvation is free. True. It is free to us. All we have to do is to place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept what he has done. And for us, it is free. It is freely given. But it was not free to our Lord Jesus Christ, nor to the Father. But it was bought at a price, a great price. The price of his own son sent down to this earth, living on this earth amongst all of its squalor, the misunderstanding, the misinterpretation, people in religious uh, leadership who should have been his greatest supporters, but instead turning on him and in the end ultimately betraying him. This is what he had to endure. And then, of course, after suffering a mistrial, was then sent to the cross and crucified on the cross. A fate which, in those days, was appropriate if you were a criminal. And Jesus was no criminal, but he went to the cross. And there he paid the penalty for our sins. And there God looked upon him. And there God saw him and saw him bearing the curse of the law, bearing the weight of our sin and the weight of our guilt. And God said, it is sufficient. It is done. Which were the last words that Jesus uttered on the cross. It is finished. So he paid for everything, for our salvation. For us it's free, but for him it wasn't. And by his death upon the cross, 
And that salvation, he has brought us into a family of people. And this is part of that family, but it's not all of it. There is family throughout this world. Family in places that you would never believe of, but there is. And we are united to them. So, when we say our father, and not my father, although of course it is true, in your own de devotions, when you're at home <coughs> praying, you can say by all means, my father. But never forget that Jesus teaches us to say here, our father, because we belong to each other and with each other. And then it goes on to say, Father. And this we need also to, to contemplate, because it is a wonderful, wonderful um, word, a wonderful description of Almighty God. And as you would be perfectly aware, there are many people who take on their lips the name of Father when they're talking about God. People on whose lips it does not belong. And people will get, take great umbrage at this and say, what are you talking about? Of course God is Father. He's everybody's Father. Well, yes and no. He is everybody's Father insofar he is the creator of everybody. That's true. He has given life to everybody. That's true. He has made this world, this universe. He has planted us in it. That's true. So in that sense, yes, if you want to call him father, that's true. But in the sense of a person, a person with whom we have a relationship and we can call him father, meaning that relationship that we have, then it's much more restricted, isn't it? In that sense, the only right we have to call God Father is if we know we have come to his Son and trusted in his Son and received eternal life, and then we have the right to call him Father, Abba, Father. And Abba, as I'm sure you all are aware, uh, was the name in Aramaic, the language spoken at the time of Jesus, to say Dad or Daddy. It was the intimate name, the same as in English. We don't usually call our fathers Father. Hmm, some, some may, perhaps. Usually we call him Dad, Daddy, Pop, Poppy. They're more intimate names. So when we call God our Father or Abba, Father, we are using that intimate sense of the word, that he is someone he belongs to us and we belong to him. How has that come about? Not by our presumption, which is the way so many people think. They presume. I'm sure many of you would know the movie. It's a bit old now, isn't it? Crocodile Dundee. You remember that movie? Yes. Good, good. The older ones are saying yes. Yeah. And in that movie, they're out in the bush and Crocodile Dundee says, me and God. We're mates. That's presumption. Presumption. And there are many people in our society today who think they know God and are all about him, and it's presumption. They have never come to him the way he has said they must come through Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. So it's presumption. 
But when we let's let's just think for a while of what it means when we use the word father. It means, of course, that we are in a relationship, and that's a glorious relationship. We are in a relationship where God, the Father, takes us under his wings, and you know that there are images in the Old Testament in particular of the, the hen taking the chickens under her wings. God takes us under his wings. He cares for us. Why? Because he is Father. It also means that God protects us. Our human fathers, when they are acting as they should act, uh, will seek to protect the family and protect their children. God does it without any of the imperfections of our human fathers. He protects us. He keeps us. He watches over us. And there are many portions of the Psalms in particular that teach us that truth, that God the Father watches over us, protects us, keeps us. And as Father, of course, he nurtures us. He gives to us his holy word. We come to that word, we read that word, and God opens our eyes to the truth. And by the Holy Spirit, he explains it to us and shows it to us and shows us great and wonderful things that we had never known before. This is what God does as Father. But also, of course, as Father, he disciplines us. That's the part we don't like. So if you don't like that, well, then just stop listening for the next few minutes. But it is important, isn't it? God is not content to let us just poke along being mediocre in our Christian walk and mediocre in our obedience. God is Father, and he wants us to grow to grow, to understand more, to know all the riches of our inheritance. And so he disciplines us at times. Perhaps he, we think he's letting us go and we can you know, live life the way we want to live. But as we do so, we start to realize how empty it is and how lacking it is. And we realize that's no way to live. And we come back to God. And then we realize, ah, it was God all along disciplining me. Sometimes, of course, he takes a more um, proactive, if you like, method. And he will send someone who might rebuke us about some aspect of our living or our speaking. There may be aspects of the way we talk to other people that are abrasive, offensive. And someone rebukes us, and we think, who do you think you are telling me what to do? And then later on, as we calm down and we think about it, we think, ah, yes, God's my Father. He's our Father. He disciplines. He disciplines those whom he loves. Those are the ones he disciplines. So we've looked at the word our. We've looked at the word Father. We've seen aspects of these two words. And the last portion we look at, our Father, which art in heaven, to use the old words, our Father who is in heaven. And those words, that we, we run over them so quickly, but yet they clinch it, don't they? Our Father who is in heaven. He is reigning over this universe. 
He is not a God that we come to and we bring an offering and we hope somehow he will be favorable and we hope that he is powerful enough to, to do something and help us out. No, he is a God who is in heaven. And in heaven he rules over all things. You remember Psalm number 2? It says the, the heathen rage against God. What does God do? He sits in heaven and he laughs. He laughs that people on earth, leaders, presidents, nations, can think they can rise up against God, they can dispense with God. You remember many, many years ago, the country of Albania stated very proudly, we are the first atheistic country in the world. God does not exist. God is not mentioned. God has nothing to do with our life as the people of Albania. And they thought, this is great. We're the first in history to do this. And God's in heaven laughing. And what's happened to Albania? Well, a lot of their people have fled to other countries. A lot have taken refuge in Greece, in other countries, because the, the country has just collapsed. So much for their proud proclamation that God is no more. You see, God sits in heaven and he laughs. And that's why we say, Our Father, who is in heaven? Because God is in heaven, and there he rules over all things. He is the God against whom nobody can call him to account, because he is absolutely without sin. He is absolutely righteous. He is absolutely truth. Nobody can call him to account. But he is perfectly able and capable and justified in calling the rest of the world and all the universe and all the people in it to account. And my friends, that is what he will do to us on that great day of judgment. He will call us all to account for all the things that we've done and said. And we need to ask ourselves, where will we stand then? Will we be standing on our presumption? Or will we be standing on what Jesus Christ has achieved, what he has done on the cross, and how he bought us? So we've looked at our Father who is in heaven. These are glorious words. It's a glorious phrase. We need to finish, but I need to finish just with this question. The God that we've been talking about this morning, is that the God you know? I need to ask you that, because if I haven't, I haven't done my job properly. I need to ask you, is that the God you know? Because if you don't know him, but yet you stand here and say, Our Father, which art in heaven, it's presumption. So I need to ask you this morning, is that your God, your Father, and you have come to him through Jesus Christ. If yes, then hallelujah, praise the Lord. If no, then please, I urge you this day, do not let this day finish until you have made your peace with God through Jesus Christ. Let's come before God now in prayer. Heavenly Father, 
Bless us now, we pray. Speak to us, Lord, of the things that really matter, eternal things, the things of the Spirit, the things of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, that we might go from this place with our hearts stirred within us. We remember those two disciples on the way to Damascus, and Jesus joined them. And they didn't know who it was. And they sat down and they had a meal together. And they said afterwards, when they realized who it was, didn't our hearts burn within us as he expounded to us the scriptures? May your word burn within our hearts, we pray. And may we come to the end of this day rejoicing that we are able to take on our lips and in our hearts and to know that they are the truth, our Father, who is in heaven. Amen.